What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Coach Joe Strong, here to bring you another great episode of the Business of Strength podcast, where you can hear the interviews, tips, and tools to turn your passion for strength into a profitable business you will love. Don't forget our annual gym business retreat is September 28th and 29th in beautiful, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona at the Canopy Hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. We're going to have a lot of fun. Two jam-packed days of learning, building, guest speakers, luncheons, dinners, pool parties, so much more. We're going to have a great week for every great two days for everybody. It's a Thursday and Friday. It's going to be awesome. So you'll have some time if you want to stay for a couple extra days and spend some time there with your family. It's a great place to vacation. There's so much to do and uh, so much fun there. You know, Grand Canyon, Red Rock, Sedona. It's just a great spot. Or you could just stay right there in Scottsdale and have a lot of fun. So come on out and see us. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have so much fun. It's a very reasonably priced event for a couple hundred bucks. You can go to thebusinessstrength.com or when you catch this, just DM us and we will uh, we will get you set up. We only have a couple seats left. I believe we have two seats left. So jump on that now. Do not waste a second for that. In this episode, I'm talking to Kevin Carr. Kevin Carr is one of the head coaches and business partners at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning. He's also Mike's partner in the Certified Functional Strength Coach Certification. And they run, obviously, everybody knows Mike Boyle. They run three super successful gyms in Massachusetts, and they've certified over 12,000 coaches in the last few years that they've been doing the Certified Functional Strength Coach. They're coming here in November, we're so yes, in, in October. Sorry, we're super excited to see them here, and uh, that's going to be an awesome, awesome um, uh, weekend of learning for our team. And we're pumped. We talked about some great stuff, Kevin. A great conversation. Uh, Mike Boyle's a legend in the industry, obviously, and Kevin and a few other uh, young strength and conditioning coaches that he's partnered up with and made part of his inner circle are taking his brand into the future. So they've done a really great job. We talk about, you know, how Kevin started as a summer intern and, and, you know, over the years worked his butt off and became Mike Boyle's business partner, you know, how they plan on growing the certified strength coach certification into the future. You know, what the future holds for Mike Boyle strength conditioning. They're thinking about expanding their gym model, uh, balancing multiple businesses, running a busy schedule while still coaching uh, and, and why hands-on certifications are still the best, absolute best. Um, how to be the best coach you can be. This is Kevin Carr, uh, one of the top, top guys in the industry. You want to listen to this episode. Let's get dialed in. Coach Joe, this is the Business of Strength. All right, everybody. I'm on with Kevin Carr. He is, the head, he is one of the head coaches at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning, and he is the head of their their certification program. And I'm excited to talk to Kevin. We have Mike and the team coming here uh, this fall, and uh, uh, we're going to get our whole team certified. And we're really excited. So thanks for coming on, Kevin. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about, obviously, a lot of people in the industry know Mike Boyle, and he's kind of one of the bigger names in the industry. Um, tell me a little bit about your role, your journey at, uh, with Mike Boyle and the creation of the certification program and what kind of, you know, differentiates that from a lot of the other certifications that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similar to a lot of our staff, I started in our internship program. I'd say we hire almost a hundred percent out of our internship program because it serves as like a, 
natural kind of screen and three month interview. And so I interned in 2008. Mm-hmm. And the second I got there, I kind of knew this is what I wanted to do. I never really had an exposure to privatized strength and conditioning. I was previously a personal trainer at a Gold's gym and I kind of knew nothing at that point. I was about 19 years old. And so for me, I knew right away, like this is the type of environment that I want to be in. And I've been fortunate that I would say I timed it well and that this company was rapidly growing at that point in 2008 um, into you know 2010, we moved into the space we are now. And there were a lot of opportunities. One, just to coach. Like you got a, I got a ton of coaching experience in a short period of time. Um, but then we started to build out other parts of the business, which, um, you know, for us were more revenue streams for the business, but then also more opportunities for coaches like myself mm-hmm. to, uh, help build businesses and, you know, get equity in those businesses as well. We know like in, in fitness, the turnover can be really high. You get coaches sure. who fill up their training schedule really quickly. They get burnt out and they think, okay, what's next? And so something Mike has done really well and Bob, um, his business partner has done really well is develop opportunities for coaches here to have equity in various different businesses that we've started. And that's kind of how CFSC started. It was interesting for years, people had asked Mike to start a certification and he always said, no, (laughs) he wasn't interested in it. We'd always done mentorship programs, like where people would come for a week and go through our education process. And we've always done internships, but then myself, Mike and Bob, Kevin Larrabee, when he was here, and Brendan Rierick, we got together and we said, let's actually build this and build it the way that we want it. You know, what we found when people would apply for an internship or a job, I wasn't, I didn't really care what they had for a certification, you know, because they were going to go through an internship. We were going to teach them the way we wanted them to do. Uh, we wanted them to coach and how we wanted them to program and how we wanted them to communicate. And so we said, well, how can we put that into a certification that if someone has it, I think, okay, that, that person would probably fit well in our team. And um, what we did is we tried to kind of take everything we do in the internship and we put it into pre-course online materials, lectures, videos, textbook, online exam, to get them theoretically up to speed with what we valued. And then we made an entirely practical certification, a big shortcoming that we kind of saw with many of the certification models out there is that people didn't have hands-on experience. Um, They might've, you know, passed a uh, online certification course, but they hadn't really coached and really understood how right, to never the put their hands so, on another human. Exactly. And so what we did is like, we said, we're going to have an entirely practical course. After you do all the online work, you're going to have to coach all day. We're going to have to go through coaching situations. And then we're going to have a practical examination at the end of the day. And I think that attracted that we've been successful because I think that there's a lot of coaches, young coaches, especially who really are craving that experience. They might come sure. out of college um, or a personal training program and not have that yet. And so for us, that's really what built uh, certified functional strength coach. And, you know, it's, it's, we've been doing it for 10 years now. Um, and, and we've been, yeah, I mean, we started back in 2013. I remember I was looking back at the, the, uh, the dates of when we started. So there were about 10 year mark now. And, you know, we've done, I mean, we have over 12,000 coaches we've certified around the world. So For us, it's been a a really good opportunity for myself as well as our staff, because our staff, we have natural instructors being trained from being in this experience over time that we can start to transition into that being another job for them. Well, there's a couple of great business points that I want to highlight that you made, you know, just from for all the other gym owners and coaches and entrepreneurs out there that listen to this podcast. One is, you know, as a business owner, 
you know, I think, and, and I remember speaking to Mike directly about this and he's like, he's like, I, I knew that, you know, one of the things that I had to do was create opportunities for people. Otherwise you can just kind of constantly lose people. Right. And, and I, and that was one mm-hmm. of the things that I, that me and Dan, my business partner try to do a lot is, you know, is, is create some ways for people to, to feel like they have actual ownership and possibly like ownership over process and things like that. So, you know, that's great. I'm on Mike's, I, I remember Mike saying, I don't know if it was on our podcast or it might've been on a call that, that we did with Vince Gabriel one time. And he said, he said, look, I'm not greedy. I just, I only need one or two pieces of pizza. He's like, he's like, there's eight slices of pizza. I only need one or two of them. Yeah. He's like, so, you know, and, and he made that analogy. And I always thought that mm-hmm. that was really smart because it's like, look, it, it, you know, the, the CFSC might not exist at all if Mike was the one that had to do it, right? Because it's just a matter of time and space and energy. You just exactly. can't do everything, right? So it's like, it's either I own, I own nothing of a product that we could do and might be do, do well, or, you know, I divvy off some of that yeah. ownership to other people. And I like that. And another thing that I think and I, we talk about a lot is unused capacity. If Mike Boyle already had a really great internship program that was consistently turning out good coaches at the end of that internship program, that does, you know, that makes room for, and it just gave me the idea. I'm like, why the hell aren't we doing a certification then? Cause like I could, I mean that, that we have, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff packaged up. We, we do our, we deliver yeah. our entire um, internship on teachable. So every, everything is a video module and then a worksheet, a video module, worksheet, test, video module, worksheet, test, right? So it's all done on teachable. So I yeah. do that. I do that. So I could see when, when they've actually done the work. Right. And it's like, you got, you have great positive exactly. feedback, but it, it's, you know, but a great idea of unused capacity. You already had this thing that was doing it that you were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, how can we package it up differently and make it a little bit more accessible to the masses? So I love that. Now I didn't certify that many coaches, 12,000 coaches already. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And where does that compare? Do you have any idea where that compares to like, you know, other certifications and things like that over the last decade or. I'm not totally sure. I, I'm sure NASM and NSCA probably Big certify ones. more um, people. Um, yeah, like the larger certification bodies probably because there is there's less commitment, right? Like the sure. people, if they're going to attend an in-person workshop, that means time off from work, a hotel, yeah. travel, things like that. Um, but for us, I, I think that for us, there's a larger commitment from those people who are doing it to think like, okay, I'm going to do a really good job with this. Yes. And so for us, um, I, I'm happy with that. Like we're pretty much at least every other week doing a certification somewhere um kind of i mean like i said i was in europe all last week i I had about 150 coaches last week wow um, just between italy and serbia so um yeah so we're we develop these partnerships in different countries with other education distributors and then we work towards turning some of them into instructors and and continuing their education so it allows us a a reach internationally um that that i think is kind of unique to us you don't see that as much through as many other no i don't see too many of the other ones doing that and and i really do think the differentiator is the hands-on stuff in my opinion like we we won't even send our staff to a training specific like education thing if it's not in person or hands-on it's not even worth it like sitting on a computer for four hours listening Mm -hmm. to training theory is like I might as well, you know, it's like scratching your nails on the chalkboard. You know, I, I can't stand yeah, it. You're just, you're yeah, yeah, out you're checked out. <laughs> Everybody on Zoom, can we just say it now? Unless you're doing something like this where you're actually engaging with somebody. But if you're on like a Zoom conference, you know everybody's like, 
Yeah, everybody's there. if they got the screen off. Yeah, they're doing phone, a million other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard not to be distracted, exactly. right? <laughs> you know, or you think you're going to work from the Starbucks yeah. and it's noisy. You're going to work from home, and like if I work from home, Dan, my business partner Dan always asked me, "Why don't you work from home one or two days a week?" I said. Because if Antonio's home, he's on me like white on rice. I can't get away. Daddy, what are you doing? Daddy, what are you doing? Like every 10 <laughs> seconds, like I can't do anything in there. Right. So exactly. it's, you know, it's either I'm playtime no. poppy or, or I'm working. It's one or the other. I can't do both. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit about your yeah. skills. Well, I go back to, there was a really good book that I read about that. Um, there's a book called Power, The Power of Full Engagement. Oh, wow. And um, they talk about being able to silo your work and your you know, relaxation time. And like the more that that gets crowded together, yeah, the less fulfilling each of those things are and the the less of less quality that it is. And so like, I do the same thing. Oh, that's like, this I have one. The Jim Loner. I, Jim, I rarely that's a, use that's it a, I'm recording a podcast. That's yeah. Jim Loner and Tony Schwartz. That looks like, I'm going to check that one out. That's going to go on the list. Yes. Yes. Cool. And, and I always remind myself of that when I, all these things start to blend together. I'm like, okay, let's, Let's create silos where I can work intensely for a period of time and then spend time with my family intensely or do whatever it is that I want, else I want to do. Yeah. Because if not, then it all gets muddy together. Yeah, it is hard, especially as an entrepreneur, right? And you've kind of crossed over from being the employee to the entrepreneur. And, and, and when you're the employee, it's easier to silo work, like you said, right? Because like you, you yes. know, this is a thing that I do. It's not a part of who I am or what I am. It's just something I do. Right. And, and these are the, and I do it for a certain, I do it for these people. Right. And you can, you know, I, I use the analogy, like my wife has always worked a kind of a corporate job. Right. And, and, you know, on Friday at four o'clock when she checks out, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, <laughs> see, ya, see ya. And it's, you know, you know, for all yeah. the people that I couldn't see, I just gave it the big, you know, uh, uh, F you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, but I'm like, I'm out the door on a Friday and it's like, I don't want to think or, about this place until you know monday morning at 9 a.m again like i don't even want to put i don't even put one millisecond of thought into it where like you know me and you you got to go home with it every day right and you're constantly thinking about ways (laughs) to improve the systems the processes the people right and 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 you know ultimately any entrepreneurial gig whether it's you know even with a big name behind it like mike boyle even with connections to perform better and things like that you still got to sell that shit all the time Right. And it's constant, right? You're making yeah, connections, you're meeting people, making connections all the time. And and, it, and it's a lot of work and it's very easy. You know, it's very easy to be sitting on the beach with your family and, and like, you know, and, and, you know, I just start to like, yeah, drift exactly. towards like, exactly. you know, let me just get my, I get the notepad out and I start like writing down my wife's like that. Ah. I'm like, Oh shit. Little sorry. Notes. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I got to hide my post-its and shit. So she doesn't find it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your role specifically. And, and so what exactly do you do for MBSC? And, and now we know that you're running the, the, the certification program. How do you balance the two? What are those yep. two roles? Like if we're looking at this strictly, if we're talking about like a business accountability chart and the KRA for, for your duty for MBSC versus your duties mm-hmm. for um, CFSC and how you manage both of those in terms of time and schedule. Yeah. So uh, recent update is that, so Mike's longtime business partner um, of the last 30 years, Bob Hanson, he retired in November. Okay. And so myself and a, a few of the other guys bought out his equity in the business um, at MBSC. Okay. And so we moved into a, a full ownership role here, great. which is great because it's a, awesome. it allows Mike to kind of roll back a little bit more. And it's given us 
um, new energy and organization into the overall structure. And sure. so now there's kind of a few of us that kind of are managing the business on the day to day on a more expanded role from what we did previously. And so whether that's overall business development projects on a daily basis, um, managing the staff, um, we kind of break our staff down into cohorts, into groups, and the, the few of us kind of have our own mini groups so where we can kind of keep tabs on, you know, our small group of, of employees. And so continually working on the employee development and management on a daily basis. And then uh, we all kind of work together along with Mike on the programming piece mm -hmm. as well. And so I'm, I'm doing a little bit of every, a little bit of everything. And I still, you still train still too a little bit, right? On the okay. floor. Yep. 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 I think we all want to make sure we're out there on the floor a little bit. And we'll kind of work in, in shifts where like, you know, some of us will take a group in the morning, some of us take a group in the afternoon and make sure we're also just kind of floating around more than everything else. Because although they're coaching the athletes, a lot of times I'm also coaching the coaches. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest adjustment to make. I think as we've kind of moved into that role is like, I'll still take a handful of clients. I'll still kind of run a group, but then also making sure we're watching the coaches and then circling them back up for meetings and saying, Hey, these are things we need to work on. These are things um, that we want to adjust and, and managing them on a daily basis. Cause we have almost 40 staff members between wow. the locations. Okay, yeah. Because okay. we have, so we have, yeah. So we have three locations that we're working out of now. Yep. And so we kind of all split up between those. I'm mainly at the the one in Woburn, our our main kind of flagship Are you guys facility. Like each person kind of like a facility leader in a sense? Like there's going to be like one person that's yeah. kind of a facility leader? Yeah. So Vinny Toludo is one of our guys and he's up at our Middleton facility um, that we've had for about seven years, um, probably about 30 minutes north of where we are in Woburn. And mm -hmm. he's really runs that one on a day-to-day -day basis. And then there's a couple of us down here kind of managing the one, the main facility down here. And then we have another one about, you know, 40 minutes south of here. And so okay. we kind of bounce between those and just group up every week and, and continue to, you know, whether it's our major development projects we're working on or managing the staff, we'll just kind of continue to share those tasks, which has been good in, in taking over that equity from Bob and that, you know, we kind of have more energy on the job and younger energy on the job yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. So we can continue to kind of keep that moving. Well, it is like, it's like adding nitrous oxide to your team, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and again, I, 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 I never met Bob and I don't know Bob. So, you know, I can't speak to the relationship that he had in the time. I'm sure he was a wonderful partner for all these years, but there's look, there's, there's just the reality that when you've done something for 30, 40 years or so, right. And, and, you know, you're at the tail end and you're thinking about, you know, greener pastures in a sense that, you yeah. know, some, young, some, some younger blood and some younger life really energizes things. And, and, and we've, we saw the same exact, we see it time and time again with lots of businesses who bring in partners and that partner, all of a sudden they come in with lots of ideas. They change some systems and things like that. And, and a lot of the changes that we've made, like with Adam coming into the, like the business consulting, it was, a lot of it was technology. Dan and I are just old school and it's just like, you know, notepad, yeah. you know, Google calendar. What else do yep. I need? You know? And he was like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we create courses, video libraries. All I'm like, I'm like, well, that's, that's going to be you pal. Cause you know, <laughs> I'll, do you, the buddy. I'll do the video, but like in terms of like editing it and creating it and loading it to something like that's not happening. So, so I'll yeah, definitely, exactly. I'll be off. I'll, I'll be in Pluto before that happens. You know, it'll never happen. So I think that's a great, that's a great lesson to learn, you know, is that, you know, you can get more, um, and, and look, you just have to be realistic about your own personal energy. There's 24 hours in a day. You can only do so much. 
So how do you balance that when you with the travel? Because you travel, you do you coach most of the certifications yourself? A, a, a large no. So we have ten. We have about ten instructors. Oh, okay. Um, Brendan does everything on the West Coast because he lives in California now. Um, but then our staff travels pretty frequently. I'll take some of the bigger ones, or when we have newer partnerships, especially the international ones. Yep. It can help to get me there early because, mm-hmm. you know, we get more people signed up and I'll go there to start to train their staff. And then we start to transition locally in these other countries. We develop local instructors. Okay. And part, part of that is them learning the curriculum. Part of that is them developing a brand for themselves, right? Like um, originally everybody wanted Mike Boyle to teach, right? And that wasn't going to happen. And so like I had to go out of my way to kind of develop a brand yeah. and personality. And that's, you know, what we've started to do one with our coaches and the coaches that we work with. So that allows me to be here more um, and to get all our, our other coaches out teaching and traveling as well. And so what we do between kind of our leadership group, we'll look at the calendar through the year and, and say, okay, hey, you're going to travel and take this one. We'll make sure we're here. I'll travel here. You guys make sure you're here. And we kind of make sure we communicate to make sure that there's always people in-house to manage things here while there's there might be other coaches out on the road doing some education and I was gone for a particularly long trip this last week, but usually it's about a weekend, especially for anything in the U S and so okay. you get out, come back and, and, and jump right back to work. Great. I mean, I mean, look, it does create a logistical issue when you have like people in and out all the time. We, we deal with it quite mm-hmm. frequently where, you know, our, our GM here and our head trainer and myself and Dan travel quite a bit to a variety of speaking events and things like that. And our, our GM here, Mike, he's mm-hmm. still, uh, highly competitive in the realm of strongman. Uh, he just competed at the Arnold last oh. year and at national. So he's like a top level competitor in light heavyweight strongman. So he has some of that too. So yeah. it look, but that's, but that's part of what I think, you know, I thought, let's talk about the clients though. I, I'm, I, I think all of these things, when you talk about, you know, so the clients for M MBSC are, you know, regular busy moms and dads and athletes, right? Just like, well, mm-hmm. what the majority of gyms yep. out here have, you know, you're either, you know, adult pop or athletes or a combination of both. Um, and, and, and then obviously the clients for, uh, the CFSC are, are trainers, right. And, and gyms. And so, but on the, on the MBSC mm-hmm. side, I think at least I've seen it here with us, like anytime we've, let's call it professionalized ourselves more by creating a certification, by having a business consulting business, it's, it's leveled our perception up with our clients of being, you know, world-class or elite or having, you know, you know, Hey, I, I train at Mike Boyle strength and conditioning. Like there's some of the best coaches in the world. They do certification. Mm-hmm. They've certified 12,000 people. Like that's what they're telling their friends. So when they're, one, 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 you know, the 40 year old mom is trying to get her BFF in the gym. She's like, no, this is one of the best gyms like yeah. in the world. Like, like literally, I'm not just yeah. saying that because I like it. Like they're literally one of the best gyms in the world. And it's like, oh, wow, really? And you start to build that cachet. Have you, do you get a lot of like people asking you about, you know, the certification, how was the certification? What are you teaching now? Like, do you, mm-hmm. do you see some of that? Yeah that's really become a, a part of it. It's funny. Like we, we, cause we've been in this kind of community that we're in now for such a long time. I mean, Mike has been here since, you know, we've been in Woburn at Winchester area since like 1996. And so um, it's funny now that we've grown kind of the, the certification and the education end of the business. And we always have people visiting like every week we have a coach shadowing. He's like, Hey, I'm going to come in and shadow for the week. We host the big, um, winter seminar once a year where we usually have about 200 coaches. Now they really are like, Oh my God, like there's a lot of people that come here yeah. um, to learn from this staff. 
And I've seen that perception that they have of our facility and our coaches change since we've really built the education model to the mm -hmm. point they're like, oh, wow, these people really get what they're talking about. They might be, they're an authority um, or an education source yes. for other coaches. Um, and, and it's funny, they even start to, you know, talk to a lot of people who are coming and visiting um, and, and getting their perception, which is great for us because then for them, they say they feel really good about their choice to be here. Yeah, they have you know existing relationships with our staff, and then for them that generates referrals. They're like, "Hey, I'm serious. This isn't the same experience you're going to get at you know whatever gym down the street." Yeah, and yeah. For us, it it helps lift their perception of where they are training because to re the reality is, without that, they might not really understand the difference between you know what we think is good programming and what somebody else thinks is good programming. But they understand what a great experience is, yeah, and I think yeah. we provide that. But then now they have that added. Um, perception of oh wow this is this is I'm training somewhere where it's as good as it gets and and I think that's important that's kind of like perception is reality right and we wanted to create yeah. that too and part of one of the reasons why we were so attracted to the business consulting was you know one that it whenever you teach something and I think you you could probably say this speak to this as well whenever you teach something you 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 learn it immeasurably better than than you thought you knew it 100 right you know so you know yeah. and, and you know something as rudimentary as like the squat right when you've taught 500 variations mm -hmm. to 12,000 people in every situation of human physiology that's known to man you can coach the squat <laughs> way better today yeah. than you probably could five years ago you know just because you've done it so many reps right yeah and the same thing kind of was true for us so like all right if we start teaching this stuff to other people that means we have to have our shit dialed in tight right and like so if i'm going to teach yeah yeah if i'm going to teach our marketing system well our marketing system's got to be a plus plus it can't just be some random crap that we threw together and like if our customer service you know i'm teaching customer service well our customer service has got to be great if anybody comes to visit me and and for a consulting um you know seminar or whatever and they go down on the floor and they ask our clients like oh what's customer service and the, and and the response isn't great it's like all right these guys are full of shit right so so that I think exactly. you know, one hand kind of washes the other where, you know, you guys, the, it forces you to, you know, kind of put your money where your mouth is, right? You're, you're telling everybody you're great. You're, you're selling to everybody that you're great. So now you got to go out and be great. Right. And it's kind of forced that, you know, process mm -hmm. for you guys. That's awesome. How, how, wh what does growth look like? And like, what are some of the goals that you have now? I know, obviously we got in touch through, I'll give, I got to give Nolan Sana a plug, right? Cause we, we got yeah. in touch through uh braided strength and conditioning. Nolan Sana are close personal friends of mine. Um, and, and I've known them for years and they, they were really, really, really excited about having you guys come out and they talked so highly about it. And I respect the hell out of Noel in terms of a tra as a trainer. He, he's very, very, very diligent, mm -hmm. dedicated to the craft and to his clients, right? So I know when, he's, when he speaks to me about training as highly as he did about you guys, that there was that that there was some you know some real uh 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 you know teeth there in a sense right and I knew he was on some so I, that's why I wanted to reach out and speak to you guys myself and um and, and and so doing a lot of these European gyms and you've partnership with them and you're traveling all over the country how how what are some of the biggest like what are some of the goals for the upcoming year or finishing out this year? And like, what are some of the biggest limiting factors in growth? Because it seems like time being one of them, like being able to, you know, have coaches in different cities and different places every weekend starts to become a little bit of a bottleneck. So, mm -hmm. you know, what does growth look like for the certifications this year? And then what are some of the limiting factors that you're trying to work through now? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing we're looking to grow with the certification company specifically is more partnerships with other organizations. And so we've been successful, you know, partnering with health clubs, mm -hmm. um, working on partnerships with universities as well. And mm -hmm. so one thing I see is that's usually lacking in university-based education is the practical experience. Like I, yeah. I, took a, I went to UMass Amherst. I went through a kinesiology program. My practical experience is that I was interning here. Yeah. And, and so for us, working with uh, educational bodies like universities and how can we help you provide practical experience on addition to the classroom and finding uh, people in uh, administrative positions there or uh, professor positions there that we can partner with to be able to help them deliver practical education. Because I think for us, my goal with CFSC was always to provide the best entry level education for coaches when they first come in, you know, getting them to understand what it's like to be in a gym and how to coach and program in a gym. And that's usually what's lacking for people when they come out of university. And so for sure, not everyone is able to commit to, you know, a three month internship program. And, you know, we always want them to do that if they can, but how can we help provide some of that into universities? And so that's something we've been working on. And there's some challenges there um, as far as, specific accreditation guidelines that are required there that aren't yeah. necessarily acquired in required in the, the private sector like there is in fitness um, and then also working with health clubs whereas like there's a lot of trainers and health clubs who want to do a good job um, but might not have the education or might not have the experience and how can we help these health clubs uh, maybe find more qualified coaches um, work as a lead generator system for them and to help you know get them coaches up to speed to deliver deliver a standard. One thing that I see in our in our business, and I'm sure with yours as well, is that you know for us we have a system. So when I'm traveling, like I was gone last week, my coaches who covered for me and took my clients or my groups, they have the program, they know how to communicate the program, they know progressions, mm -hmm. they know regressions. So our our clients are fine with me being yeah. gone because they're going to get the same quality experience. I don't think that's true in many other gyms and health. No, <laughs> very few. And so, you know, you might have one person train in this way on this side of the gym, another yes. person train in this way. And so getting them to be able to provide consistency at that scale when the, the scale is so large. And so we're, we're really trying to target organizations where we can help them do that. And the challenge right. on our part, like you said, is, is staffing um, for us. Like I need to get all my instructors up to speed. Um, get them as good as it gets so that if I'm not there teaching or one of these other guys that's been doing it, like Steve or Vinny or Dan, who've been teaching for a long time for us, aren't teaching it, that they get the same experience. The same way that we, that we systemize our training in the facility, I'm trying to systemize our education delivery as well. And that's the biggest challenge. And I think if you talk to most gym owners, uh, staffing is the biggest challenge, especially now. I probably have weekly people reaching out to me looking, hey, do you have someone that uh, for this job? I'm looking for coaches. And it's the same thing as I, I'm just trying to scale our education. And when we're looking at working with large organizations like health clubs or with universities, um, that, that becomes even more demanding just because there's so much demand there and there's so many coaches there. And so that's something we're working really hard on is just training our staff, getting people uh, confident to public speak. I mean, that's a skill yeah, that yeah. takes practice. That's a lot of um, your Yeah. And so for us, what we do, like you said about uh, when one person teaches, two people learn, right? And so with our younger staff, once they get into coaching, they've been here for a bit, we immediately have them start doing intern education. Hey, start practicing by teaching the interns that we have. Then when we do workshops and uh, smaller seminars at the gym, start to get experience getting in front of a crowd. That's how I got practice. Yep. I got good at it. Mike started to 
you know, get me low level opportunities where you were kind of safe to fail or struggle a little bit. Right. Going down to the local chiropractic office and doing a talk or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I said, I went to the Nestle factory (laughs) up the road (laughs) and did a, a workshop on like, um, you know, mobility and body weight stuff that they could do during the day. And that was like one of my first speaking gigs and like that, but that is really valuable. You need to get those experiences. And so we're trying to expose our staff to those things so we can get them up to speed and get them ready to go. That's awesome. That's great. I, I mean, I love everything you had to say there. Uh, I think, I think, um, you know, there's some real, there's some real dogma, if that's the right word, in those big organizations, especially on the mm-hmm. university side. I work with a few universities. I, I'm on the board of directors of one university, and I've been a adjunct professor for twenty plus years at another. And uh, it's like trying to move an oil tanker, right? It doesn't yeah. they don't they don't they don't they don't, they don't change direction very easily. And there's no. a lot of old ideologies and stuff like that there, you know, uh, you got to wait for like three quarters of the strength staff to retire to get some of the new stuff yeah, in there. Right. Exactly. And, and, and so forth. But exactly, I think there's a great opportunity there because, you know, I mean, we're seeing it more and more and more where we're getting more educated interns that have, um, you know, everybody's got a three, eight, three, seven, four point They got yeah. great scores, right. They got this. And they say, okay, well, you know, where have you worked? Well, I haven't really worked. Okay. Did you play sports? I always ask you if you play sports because you played sports, you were involved in a strength and conditioning program, at least in college. So you have that. Exactly. Right? And, and and you might not have paid attention much, but at least you did it. Right? You have so you have muscle memory mm-hmm. for training. And then, but it's amazing to me how people are getting to the end of an exercise science degree, which in most universities is unfortunately caught somewhere between, um, you know, like, it's not that great for being a trainer and it's, and it's not yeah. really a scientist either. So you're in this pseudo area of, I didn't no. really get a lot of hands-on education that I need to go get a great job as a coach. And then I'm not a real scientist and I probably don't want to be a real scientist. Most of the people that go into exercise scientists are not the ones that mm-hmm. want to go for PhDs, some, a very small number. Right. So, so you're kind of stuck. So universities, it's kind of a vanilla degree in a lot of them. And they, they get to the end of a four-year degree and like you said, if 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 it's required, they did a one they did one semester of internship or or work study program where they shadowed at a chiropractor, physical mm-hmm. therapy office, or something like that, or they did an internship for credits. But a lot of them don't, and especially now we're still on the heels yeah. of COVID, where a lot of people missed out on those opportunities for the last like two years, right? So like 2020 and 2021, yeah. when we were hiring people. Like there, I just, I, you know, my internship got canceled like three times. So it was like, okay, we ran an internship yep. the summer of 2020. Anyway, we didn't care. <laughs> so <laughs> do we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, it's like, it's like, it's how, it's how we grow our business. I can't, if I don't run a, if I don't run exactly. an internship, I can't hire somebody, you know, and I need to hire. So 100%. That's awesome. <laughs> and then, so other, other than, you know, building more strategic partnerships and things like that, um, you know, how, how do you see, the future of the program where you always try to keep some type of hands-on practical as that's part of the, that's a big part of it. But obviously the, the entrepreneur in me, the scale side of me says, well, if this thing was fully online, they'd probably be able to sell 20 mm-hmm. times as many of them as they do now. So yeah. what is kind of the, we actually process do have there? a fully online version. We have a fully online version of both level one and level two. And it, there were some challenges in building it and being okay. able to keep it to, the um 
the product that we wanted it to be. And so we work with Inspire 360. They do a great job. Um, they're an online education company that works with fitness. And they built us a customized platform to, for us to be able to deliver a practical online certification. Oh. And what that means is they get the same pre-course materials that someone attending the practical goes to. Then what we do is I've had a video, uh, a professional production company follow me every year through the certification. So they get the most up-to-date version of a full practical. It's literally, the, it's like they're in front of me. We, right, we had they film everything. Like P, yeah. POV with yep. the questions, me going around coaching and fixing things. Um, and they have to watch it. It's like you said, teachable. They have to watch the whole video. And so it's like a full day um, of material. Um, and then we created the online practical exam um, because we still wanted a practical exam to, to have that part of it. And so what we did is we created an online portal um, with a whole bunch of questions. They right. film themselves coaching. We put them, we give them situations they have to coach through. Hey, someone struggles with a squat. What are you going to do to correct it? Show us the original version. Show us how you would correct it. Give us coaching cues. And they submit all these videos onto our portal. Then our coaches, our instructors, go through that portal and give them feedback, pass or fail them on each item. And then they go oh. back and do it again. And so it allows them to still get a in-person practical experience, not the same as, you know, coaching um, and being here for, you know, a 10 hour day, like it normally would be. Um, but they literally get to watch that whole 10 hour day. Uh. And then they still have to do a practical examination um, online that they get feedback on. And then they can go back if they struggled and, and redo those things. And so we still wanted them to have to demonstrate some sort of uh, mastery of them being able to demo and then being able to problem solve certain situations. And so that oh, has allowed cool. us to scale. And we were very fortunate in timing in that we launched the online certification in January of 2020. <laughs> and then it, I mean, it kind of saved us because then we weren't able to teach courses for a good chunk of 2020. Um, Talk and, about timing, that right? had, yeah, it's very fortunate. And then what we do is if people take the online certification, we allow them to come and audit an in-person certification at any time. Uh, and so, cause I still want them to come in, have that experience in person. And yes. so for me, it's no skin off my back. If you took, went through the whole online course and then you say, Hey, I saw that you're going to be in our area, you know, next year, can I come? Sure. I want you there to have that experience. And so it allows us to kind of put those two things together. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. I, I, I did not know that I should have done my research. I did not know they had a fully online option available for that. And that definitely, you know, obviously that makes it a lot more scalable. Uh, is there yeah. a difference in price point for either one of those? Or are they the same? Same. 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 So, I mean, yeah. for again, for the standpoint of convenience, I think it's fantastic. My message to all the young coaches and entrepreneurs and gym owners out there is get your ass to a live seminar. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, that's and what if I you, always if you, if you that's why out, we give the audit. Yeah. If you all, if you can in any way, shape or form, I mean, if I, I mean, obviously for me, it's always, it was always networking too, right? I want to meet some other great coaches. I want to, I want to see what they're doing with their business. I want to meet you guys, right? Like, again, if you were coaching the seminar, you know, I want to come shake your hand and get to know you. And it's like, Hey, you know, uh, down the road, you know, if, if I ever needed anything or you need a job or I'm looking to hire people, it's like, Hey, you know, Hey, Kevin, you, you got any other great, you know, cert, you know, uh, can I get a list of certified coaches that have come through the, you know, the certification that I could, you know, send a job app to or whatever, like, you know, there's, there's always opportunity yeah. out there where it, it, the online thing, you, you never really break down those communication barriers very much. You just do the thing and it's like, okay, thank you. I got my cert and, and you're on your way. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think, 
do you do you uh do you the the lineage between the two i mean do you on on the sales side do you sell more online only or than than the in-persons um yeah so we're consistently selling online every week and it, that is at the point where that sometimes almost sells itself yep. um live live workshops are harder to fill they take sure. more work they take more marketing energy more advertising um but the online course just consistently sells and um you know we market and advertise it and and push it out there but we have a huge i mean there's a lot of people craving in-person courses um just a little bit more work to sell on our part but if i look at the end of the year we probably have we're probably close to 50 50 to be honest but there's just a lot more sweat equity that goes into selling an in-person course right right and an online course is not easy like there's people a lot of people like even an online training it's not easy I, I think part of the cachet, like if, when, if Mike Boyle was running, when you did your winter seminar, I was supposed to come up this last year and we got, we got a really mm-hmm. bad snowstorm. So we could, I couldn't make it up. And um, the whole point of coming was coming to meet you guys. Right. And coming to, yeah. to do that. Right. And, and fin- I wanted to step foot in, in Mike Boyle strength and conditioning and, and, and see what was going on up there. Right. So, you know, you miss out on a lot of that, but I think there is a movement in, in, in the industry, you know, there is a convenience factor and people, a lot, you know, I think you see it with the, the reason why fitness is where it is in this country is, you know, the comfort crisis, you know, uh, every, every, we, we yes. travel, <laughs> we travel towards the path of least resistance and people are like, Oh, Oh, I don't have to travel. I don't have to spend any extra money and I don't have to make a huge commitment. Oh, I'll just do it online. Perfect. And it's easy. And it's like, no, that was kind of the whole, Fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point. Exactly. Exactly. The whole point That's was that you had to get on a plane. From. And I mean, now, I'll now tell you, you. Yeah. You're going to be so dialed in. You know, I some spent... of the people who I'm closest with in this industry, some of the most valuable relationships I have are from going to courses and meeting Funny. people. And I always tell people, like, we send our whole staff to perform better in Rhode Island every year. Mm-hmm. And I say, you're going to go with all the lectures, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to develop a lot of relationships. And that's what you're there to do, really, is to connect with people and you don't realize, you know, Mike always says the 20 year window, you don't realize, you know, looking back 20 years of what maybe that important experience actually ended up meaning to you. I mean, I met my wife at a perform better seminar. Oh, no way. Um, and so like, yeah, yeah. I met her in uh, 2017 in Rhode Island and she's what, Canadian. What, so John what, what, was sent her down was Chris the, uh, uh, the, the deacon? <laughs> yeah. Funny story, even funnier. Chris was there when I proposed because we were doing a uh, summit in Brazil and with Perform Better Summit in Brazil, our oh, friend wow. Felix had set up and Chris was there. And I said, well, I'm going to propose to my wife when I'm down here. And Chris was there at the proposal. And I said, it's full circle. I mean, I, I, oh. we met at Perform Better uh, years before that. So, I mean, you never know the connections um, that you're going to develop, the opportunities you might get from going to an in-person experience like that. And so I always encourage people, you know, do it. It's, it's yeah. worth it. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, to me, that's the best, if it, it's the best advice. If you're 20, if you're in your twenties and you're trying to cut your teeth at, as a strength coach in the industry, part of it is obviously mastering the X's and O's and getting good at your craft and, and, and diving in deep to something, anything, right. I tell, I tell anybody, look, pick something and go, go to the bottom of the hole as far as you can go. Right. And figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is networking, right. You're, you know, and it sounds yeah. cliche and a lot of people say it, but like, your network is your net worth. You know, every, every jump mm-hmm. we've taken in business or in my personal life was almost always on the heels of a relationship with somebody that had, there was an opportunity that was created. It was somebody knew somebody. I mean, this building 
and and the scale of our business came from a a relationship that we had with a client. We helped him and his family lose hundreds of pounds. We changed their lives. We changed their whole family dynamic. And he saw us uh, struggling to find another location. We were looking to move to a larger location. And he was like, hey, I build these steel structure buildings. That's what I do. Um, I, if you guys feel that, you know, find a piece of property, you know, I, I know I can do it cheaper than what you can rent a 10,000 square foot space for. So, and that, yeah. you know, that was 20, that was 2012. We started that process. 2013, we started construction. We started here in 2014, you know, and owning, you know, a multi-million dollar facility with, you know, uh, uh, and, and the property is, is kind of the golden goose in any business. Right. And that, yeah. that, that happened. Yeah. That happened because of a relationship that did not happen because of some great marketing ploy or sales funnel or anything like no. that. That that came from, you know, a lot of hard work and elbow rubbing and going to some dinners and and be, becoming somebody's real friend and and, yeah. and and confidant in a sense. So I love that. Um, let's talk about, you know, you mentioned something, you know, about the team and kind of growing the team a little bit, you know. Let's talk. Let's go. We go back to the intern. You said you only hire mostly from your internship. Do you guys run your internship all three semesters or three times a year, or is it just a summer internship? Three times a year. So, three yeah, times. we'll go fall, w winter, spring, uh, one internship mixed together, and then summer. And so we're constantly have a flow of interns coming through. Great. And so for us, you know, like you said, that's that, that's a natural hiring funnel. Um, that, you know, we look at as we get through that internship, what is our demand for staff and where is our current staff moving towards? Are there going to be people moving on? Are there going to be people shifting roles? And then we look at our group of interns and say, okay, who do we really like? It's pretty clear after a little chunk of time, yep. who, who's, who wants to be here, who has what it takes. And then are they going to be willing to work here? Are they local? Are they someone who's going to have to move? And we start to work that out early on. And figure, okay, now we can start to move, you know, one or two people into this uh, employee position. And so for us, it, it it naturally kind of works as a hiring funnel. So I always I always tell any gym owner out there that anybody can start their own internship um, and, and start to create that funnel. What are some of the ways in which now, again, I understand that you've been there for a long time. You have the name recognition and the let's call it the the cachet of of people wanting to come to you so you do get that right like there's i'm sure you get lots of mm -hmm. applications for people coming in but what would you recommend what would be like some recommendations for you know the smaller gym out there that maybe doesn't have the mike boyle name to create an internship and, and run an internship for like a summer internship yeah i, I think if you don't have the brand name recognition where people are going to be Im immediately seeking you out for an experience go out and develop relationships with universities and exercise science programs. Like we, we are lucky that we have kind of the name brand, name brand recognition. But with that said, we have partnerships with Springfield college. We have partnerships mm -hmm. with Salem state. We have partnerships with Merrimack university and they consistently say, okay, I have, you know, a grad fellow or I have an undergrad student who wants a, a three month internship or whatever it is. And they're constantly sending people our way and they appreciate it because there aren't enough, like we said, practical opportunities mm -hmm. and they might not be in a position to provide it in-house for them. The, those advisors or administrative people are constantly looking for that. And so if you, you know, go out and develop that relationship, go back to that networking idea and say, Hey, you know, we're looking for people. 
you might get some of your best employees that it, that yeah. by doing that and and that you can't put a price on the value of finding someone who's really good who you could be able to keep for a long time and so start out by doing that and then you're going to build a name brand right once people get into the field maybe they they with you for a period of time and maybe they you know we have a lot of alumni that go off to professional organizations and Pete they'll they're going to start referring more people to you um for an internship opportunities and that kind and of snowballs over think, time yeah yeah and like figure out what your system is, write down your philosophy and how you want to educate it and then start to deliver it. You'll fine tune it. I mean, our internship has changed a lot over time because we found better ways to deliver it and taken feedback and, and looked at what we did. And that's how it's developed into what it is now. And we have, you know, two people who are in charge essentially of our internship process now because it's so large. I mean, we have 20 interns right now wow. over the course of the summer. And then we'll take, you know, around 10 for the other two semesters, you know, fall and winter yep. spring so um you know consistent consistent uh bodies coming through here for us which is great for them and great for us and with the understanding that not everyone's going to stay here as an employee and my yep. job when they're here in the internship is we're constantly communicating with them like what do you want to do um because we have as you probably do a great network that you can refer them to yes. right like mike like constantly we meet with the interns and we say okay like do you want to work here do you want to work in a private setting do you want to open your own gym do you want to work in college, professional, high school, and then start to, you know, provide them uh, networking opportunities. Hey, I'm going to send you up to, you know, go work at this university uh, for a couple of days and see what that experience is like. So you put your yeah. toe in the water. And then, you know, when job opportunities come up, the first, if, if I know what you want to do, then I know exactly who to call. But if we don't have that communication, then, then you're not going to get the most out of this. And for us, it benefits to have good alumni out in the field. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic ideology too. I never looked at it like, you know, we're only, we're just we're only in this just to hire this one person or two people that we need at the end of the internship. It's mm -hmm. it's hey, I'm creating relate I'm creating more relationships. We go back to the whole thing of networking and creating those relationships. Even though these are 22 year old kids, one of them might own 20 gyms down the road. One of them might be the next exactly. you know head strength conditioning coach at Notre Dame. You don't you have no idea what they're going to turn into. So you know, let's keep those relationships yeah. super positive. And I think, I think that's a great, you know, thing on your point, on, on your, your guys's point part where you're, you're not so driven by your own personal motivation, motivation that I'm, I'm, I'm here to help these kids. You know, I, I, I'm a student of the, of, of our product, I should say of the industry from I'm 47 years old. So we didn't have any of this stuff. When I started, there was very little education no. online stuff. There was nothing. Right. So you know, um, it was all, it was all networking and you were lucky if you found like a local gym that had a jacked at me head that would like mentor you as a kid and like show you how to train. So for me, it was always a way of giving back. It's like, Hey, if I can help a kid, maybe, maybe he comes, I have a kid with me right now, Jason, who's amazing. And he's in the middle of trying to be, he's torn between deciding whether or not he wants to go the collegiate route and dive in fully on the collegiate route or, or go private sector. We've worked, giving him a great, show of what it could be on the private sector and 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 then you know at the end of it i told him at, at the end of the summer you have to tell me which one you want and 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 if you yeah. want private sector i'm i'm gonna help you 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 there's a good chance we hire you here or i'll make some connections to 10 other gyms that are local and i can help you get a job or if you're gonna go in the collegiate route you know i'm gonna make some phone calls to a bunch of you know strength and conditioning, you know, coaches that I know, and let's get you set up. Cause you know, you have to, you have, you, there really is only yeah. two routes. You got to choose, you go you either go collegiate or you go, yeah. you know, or you go private sector. 
I guess now there's a third, which is just online influencer. You don't actually train anybody, but <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got 3 million followers. Those are the I'm ones that don't normally work out. Yeah. I got 3 million Those followers. Those are the interns that don't normally work out. They, <laughs> they do not work out yeah. as, as interns. We we've had one or two of those that were very focused. Like the first thing, well, I really, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very focused on my personal brand. I was like, eh. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sign. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're 22. You have no personal <laughs> brand. What is that? What are you talking about? So exactly. that's awesome. That's a great, <laughs> and I think another thing, you know, and, and maybe you could speak to this a little bit too, is, you know, uh, I think for, a lot of gyms don't create an internship program because they're afraid of the work that it will take to educate, motivate, and inspire somebody. And I kind of think it's similar. A lot of gym, you talk to them, and it's like, you know, they're, they're bashing employees and the, having to deal with employees. And that's, you know, look, don't go into business then. There's no point in being in business if you don't want employees, right? Yeah. Then you just, you know, you know, go, go yeah. get a sales job and just go sell shit and don't deal with anybody, right? But, um, but I think like, I always looked at it like, you know, if, if you don't take the time to educate people and level up your team, you know, at some point you're going to hit a crossroads where, you know, you, you haven't, you don't have the people to grow. Right. And then, you know, you're yeah. just a guru maybe who has a gym and, but you're still stuck doing 40, 50 training sessions, you know, a week and you can't yeah. get away from nothing and there's no scale, there's no growth. And like you said, with Mike, like there's no legacy, there's nothing to leave behind because you, you didn't train and you didn't have, you know, the Kevin Carr that you could farm off a piece of the business to who has a lot more business life left in them, you know, to take over the business. Most small businesses don't sell, right? They, yeah, they, exactly. they go out of business, right? So, so, and, and again, the only, in a gym and a gym is an even more complicated because obviously the gym is named Mike Boyle strength and conditioning, right? So, you know, there it's, mm -hmm. it's when, you either you either most gyms either go out of business or maybe an employee will buy it or if it's a really well run business like Mike's or or a lot of others right they'll have an opportunity to sell it off right and sell off you know maybe to like a larger mm -hmm. company who wants to buy a bunch of gyms and stuff like that but the majority of them vast majority just wind up fizzling out the kids don't want to take it over the family doesn't want to be yeah. involved and and then that's it it goes out of business you sell the equipment for you know, yeah. 25 cents a pound <laughs> that's, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. 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 It's out of business and done. So it's great. So I, I love it, man. And now where, where, um, tell everybody the, give everybody the best places to communicate with you personally and to get involved with either Mike Boyle and the certifications. Yeah. The, I, I'd say the easiest place to communicate with me is through social media um I, my you said you put my instagram in the uh in the show notes um and so it's at kevin carr and with and then also at certified fsc would be where you get all our updates of where we're going i constantly post all of our events on there and that'll link you right to our website uh uh, uh at inspire360.com where we teach the courses um and then um mbsc official instagram you can see everything that we do on a daily basis here at the gym and so and be able to stay kind of up to date on where we're traveling to, what we're up to as a gym and kind of where I might be at, whether it's at the business or teaching courses, that'd probably be the best place to find me. Awesome. Kevin, this was great. I, I learned a lot about the certification as always, uh, uh, along with yourself and the rest of the Mike Boyle team, you guys are always trying to be uh, leaders in the industry and, and lead the charge towards 
uh, uh, industry greatness and improving the industry standards for training and customer service and just the delivery of excellence. And I can't thank you enough for being here. And I'm excited to you know share this with our with our community. Yeah, thank you for having me, Joe. I really appreciate it. I always enjoy doing this. So um, look forward awesome. to seeing you guys in uh, October. Yeah, we're gonna we're we're pumped. We're pumped. We'll see you then. So it's Kevin Carr, everybody. Awesome. MSM uh, Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning and the Certified Functional Strength Coach.